welcome to the Helen Hall Society. I'm the jar of pesto you keep leaving in your fridge, and today I'm joined by pasta and bacon flavored soda. Today's topic is anime. Woo! So let's just get this started right out of the way. What is your favorite anime, Jessica Go? Potato Go. Pasta Go. <laughs> My well, name is Pasta. I don't know why you're calling me those names. <laughs> but yeah. my favorite anime, despite its many flaws, is Fairy Tale. <laughs> Do you care to talk about its many flaws, or is that for another <laughs> episode? Um, well, to say the writing in the beginning is not the best, but it gets better. And the character designs are a little bit... Um, samey at times, but it's also gotten better. <laughs> uh, which is why I can't wait for the new Hundred Years Quest anime that he will be having soon. Whoa. Because that one is actually nicely written and the characters don't all look the same. Whoa. And there's a lot of character development. Very Those are all good things Incredible. that I would hope would be there. Uh, were they not there in the original <laughs> series? Well, no, they were there. It's just... They needed to be worked on after season five. We all need a little fork. They just yeah. need like a facelift. Hey, yeah. I, I could use a little bit of character direct uh, development over here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would love some of that. All right, what all kind? right. Um, a bacon flavored soda. What's your favorite anime? Probably a three-way tie between Ghost in the Shell, Ooh. Ghost in the Shell Two: Innocence, and uh, the 1997 Berserk. Very good choices. Ghost in the Shell is definitely one of my favorite anime movies. Um, anime series, I think, has to go to Bebop just because yeah. it's very fun. It, like, hits all, like, my favorite things, like, very easy to get into, very easy to introduce people into it, um, very fun and good world. Like, it doesn't tell you a lot of world building, but you can basically, like, see it through the animation, which I think is really nice, because there's, like, a whole episode where there's, like, space truckers. And, like, obviously there'd be space truckers if you um, started colonizing some of the galaxy. Or, yeah, it's our galaxy. That's the right word. Gotta make sure I don't say universe, because they're not that far yet. Um, I also think the fights scenes in Bebop are very fun, and then, like, the characters are, like, their development is fun. Not all of them are, like, great people, but they're fun to watch. I also love Edward, my precious baby child, uh, could do no wrong, even though they do kind of wrong things, but they, they get over it. Yeah. The music in that is also a good point. I really like the sound design. Bebop is so good. You've seen a few episodes of Bebop. I have. What's your opinion? Well, by a few episodes, if you mean a single episode, <laughs> maybe two, I plus the movie. Yeah, no, I watched two episodes and then we and watched, watched the, the movie. movie. I don't even remember which episodes they were. It wasn't the first <laughs> one. Uh, so I didn't know what was going on, but I can say it was a good time. I, I will give it that. It was a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Also, um... I love just the random fact that Carol and Tuesday is like a re- really early precursor to Bebop, and yeah. then like it's speculated that Space Dandy is like also in the same universe, just in the future. So you get content from both ways that don't really relate to Bebop, but you know, they exist. They exist. Um, so, what are your favorite things about anime uh, Pasta Go? My favorite things. 
Just like some things you watch and you're like, yes, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> Um, I like a lot of the uh, like thriller. I like really, <laughs> I guess you would put it edgy, <laughs> um, horror kind of anime. So like another or when they cry is what it's called. Yes, Higurashi. When, uh, they, when cry. they cry is what I enjoy. <clears throat> and that one gets dark mm-hmm. and very bloody. Um, so you're it, a horror enjoyer, thriller enjoyer. Yes. I'm also a very big magic enjoyer. And so with the new series, both of those are combined, and it's called Kingdoms of Ru- or Kingdom of Ruins. And oh my goodness, it's edgy as heck. But it's, it's still... Ed- it's edgy enough for you. It's edgy enough to where it's, like, good. Mm-hmm. Kind of edgy. Um, right. And it's got great magic system. Alrighty. Horror, that's not your name anymore. Bacon <laughs> flavored soda. What is something you enjoy seeing in the anime? I mean, I think the main thing is I enjoy my anime the same way I enjoy all of my other media, which is complex stories, lots of magic system stuff, and I don't want everything explained to me. I want to be able to try to, like, interpret things and, like, just try to figure out what might go on in the future, right? Those are the main things I'm looking for. And uh, you get a lot of that if you look in the right places for anime, especially compared to some other things. But Yeah, I think there's some great, like, directors who know how to build a story without having it said to you. And I think that's kind of why I stopped watching some shonen series, because it's, like... They never gave you time to sit on it and figure it out for yourself. They just told you, and I was like, this isn't fun anymore. I, like, I get the point of it is, like, watch them go punch-punch. But sometimes I want story with my punch-punch. Is that too hard to ask? Which is why what I look for in anime is, like, mainly character-driven stuff. So, like, I love Ghost in the Shell because it's very character-driven. I love um, the Tatami Galaxy because it's, like so character driven like the whole point of that show is he wants this ideal life and he gets so blindsided in trying to get to that life he like goes through multiple scenarios and tries to figure out what where he goes wrong and how to improve on his life but by the end of the series he realizes that oh i've been seeing this wrong and i've missed like i've misjudged my friends and Perhaps the reason I'm experiencing problems is from my own actions. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? Um, There's a great line that uh, from it, I think, that goes like, you want this rose-colored life, but the truth is life is so many more colors, so you have to take off your rose-tinted glasses. Um, And that's also why I like Cowboy Bebop, because it is very character-driven alongside, like, the every episode, like, thing coming up. Um, so liking character designated stuff leads me to liking, like, just some weirder stuff, I guess. Like, it's not necessarily weird as, like, I'm not the other girls, like, the other girls, but it's, like, no one's talking about this. I want to talk to people about it. Yeah. Oh, one that's, like, super character kind of driven that I really liked when I watched it was Sunny Boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And that one 
that one, so basically what happens is this whole class from this one section, they get teleported into like a new world and they can't leave and now they've all got powers. And so at first they're just in their school all alone with powers, it's chaos. And then they eventually find an island and they start going from there. And then you later find out that other classes of the same year have been also getting teleported there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are like, a, there's a very large selection of anime that is very character driven and that really gets you into the story. And I think a lot of the good and most popular anime know how to do it with like balancing stuff, which is why like Cowboy Bebop is so popular because it's a good mix of this action and sci-fi and space western-esque with a good mix of like character development and stories in it. So earlier you mentioned for a moment like uh, there are a lot of anime that are like shonen, right? Where it's like Mm -hmm. very action-based. And last month there was an announcement for uh, a new series, because it's gotten a series before, but a new one under new director for Devil May Cry. How do you two feel about that? So I've never played the Devil May Cry games. I know the studio does Bayonetta as well, and I love Bayonetta. Um, And I know there's a Bayonetta anime out there somewhere that I have yet to watch. I've just seen glorious gifs of the tall woman herself. Um, I hope if they do do a Devil May Cry um, anime that it is on par to the animation, at least, for the Bayonetta anime. But other than that, I don't have strong opinions um, until I know a lot about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I certainly would think it's interesting. I think video games and like RPGs and visual novels kind of have a rough time getting mm-hmm. adapted because there's so much content and a lot of the enjoyment from those games is like putting yourself into it or having the time to like immerse yourself in it. So which is why I don't think like the Danganronpa anime or the Persona 5 anime are all that good Um, because it's just like instead of letting you play throughout this like long period of time, it just cuts down everything and Mm -hmm. boom, someone's dead or boom, you have to go into a palace or boom, boom, boom. The only exception is the Persona 4 anime because they brought back the English voice actors and they just let them have a fun time, um, which was very enjoyable. Um, for the Devil May Cry anime, I'm I'm a bit worried um, because Devil May Cry is such a just wacky series, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm curious to what as to how the dub will go mm-hmm. because. Oh my goodness, there's so much potential there to make it like the games and to make it as hilarious. I just cannot wait for whatever voice actor plays Dante to have to sit down in the studio and full chest say, I wanted to fill your dark soul with light and be sad about it while saying it during the final climax. I need that. I just, I just wanted to throw your dark soul with light. Come on, you want to do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You mentioned it just for a second, um, Pasta, but sub or dub? I, I'm a both person. Um, I used to be exclusively sub or exclusively dub. I've changed. 
Um, I've, I've character developed. I've, I've grown. <laughs> um, so there are some dubs that I really like, and there's some that I hate. Mm-hmm. I obviously Cowboy Bebop. I've mentioned it a lot because it's amazing, and yeah, you should watch it. It's great. Um, amazing yeah. dub. Um, and basically, the like story behind that is they kind of just were like, "Hey, man, you're in the studio right now. Do you mind just kind of talking for me and just being chill about it?" We, it's not a big deal if you do good or bad because we're just going to put this on Toonami. So, you know, go for it. And that's the same thing they did with the Trigun 90 series. They're just like, oh, hey, dude, do you want to voice this character? And now uh, I think it's Johnny Young. Johnny, yeah. Young Borch should, should be something. He's, like, in everything now, all because he voiced a, a simpering little blonde boy. He's not little. He's very tall. He's very tall, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they did get him back for Stampede, for mm-hmm. the dub of Stampede, which I enjoy so much. Stampede's so great. Meryl's voice actor for the Stampede dub is very good. Love Meryl. Um, yeah, I think I used to be a very exclusively um, subtitle person because basically I was just sitting in my house and I'd just read it. And... Then I started listening to some more dubs that are, like, I like the ones for less serious series. So, like, Skate the Infinity has a great dub because yeah. they're just skateboard bros. They're just doing skateboy things. <laughs> um, they can be a little silly with it. Um, <laughs> but also, there's Jonah Scott. We love Jonah Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, he also voices Lagoshi from Beastars. Beastars yes. and the Yakuza guy from Way of the House Husband. Oh, yes. yes. Um, but yeah, no, skate, skates is just so casual. Um, but there's some dubs that I would not touch with a, uh, 50 foot pole, like the Yuri on Ice dub. They're like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, we have a bunch of American voice actors and our entire cast of characters are multinational, international people. They speak different languages, so they're going to have accents. Let's have the most stereotypical accents done by the most American voice actors we can find. You know this 15-year-old? He's going to sound like a 40-year-old man with a Russian accent. Thank you. <laughs> I hate Yuri's voice for the dub. It's so bad. <laughs> but also, some of the lines just don't make sense in English like they do in um, Japanese. Or like Russian that they use, like... When Victor eats something really good, he says, Buxnola, I think? Yeah. Or something, which is Russian. But it just doesn't make sense when he goes, Tasty! In English? (laughs) 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 Thanks, Victor. Very informational. Yeah. Lincoln, do you have an opinion on this? I'm so sorry. Your name isn't Lincoln. Um, Bacon flavored soda, do you have an opinion on this? Yes. So most of the time, I do just default to sub. However, that's not the case for things I really enjoy. Like, if I really enjoy, especially like a show, I'll watch a bit of both and then decide which one I like for that specific one, usually just based off of which of the main cast I prefer. And sometimes, if I really enjoy it, I'll just watch both of them, which I have done before. I like the Ghost in the Shell, like both Mm -hmm. the sub and dub, because I think the English captures the kind of, like, Mm -hmm. listlessness in, like, Motoko's voice acting. Mm -hmm where she's just very deadpanned and very straightforward, and she's like, I don't know what's going on, but you know what? I'm just like a person in a mannequin. Does this make me human? Yeah, I watched the first Ghost in the Shell in the sub, but for the sequel, I was only able to find it dubbed. 
which it was a little bit weird to go from one to the other, but it's pretty much a different cast, so I, I, I enjoyed both of them. I, I don't really have a strong opinion on which one I prefer. I do for other things. Um, it really just depends, but the main thing I've noticed is, like, sure, the voice acting talent does play a factor. It, obviously it does, that's like the main thing, but another very important role it has is watching uh, a show that's subbed and the vo vocals are in a language you don't understand allows you to ignore some less good dialogue choices. Mm -hmm. uh, dialogue that would otherwise just be like not great or like really flat and things like that. You can't understand what they're saying. So you just read the subtitles and assume the best. And sometimes, especially for like some older anime, um, the the translation isn't great and it's just very like, I'm guessing this is just what the vibe of the scene is and not necessarily exactly what they're saying. <laughs> yes, I, I love bad dubs because there's nothing worse than just a mediocre dub. Mm -hmm. Because like if you've seen like what they've had the the English VA for Goku do in the Yu-Gi-Oh TV show, oh. it is a masterpiece. I like Goku's English voice actor a lot better than the, the Japanese because he's really like high pitched and kind of mm -hmm. shrill in the Japanese. Mm -hmm. So like every time I see clips, I'm like. Oh, okay. That's mm -hmm. not how I expected you to talk. Yeah, yeah, I just really love like the German accent he puts on for the elephant, and like, just a bunch of really close like that. You can mm -hmm. find them all on YouTube. Also, uh, Naruto's English voice actor is Principal Perry from Lab Rats. <laughs> yes. um, incredible. And now that I rewatch like or I see clips from Lab Rats, I'm like, and I hear her voice, I'm like, oh duh, that's Naruto. <laughs> and then if you go like back to like especially like four kids dubs, mm -hmm. uh, specifically with like the the original Pokemon series, you ah, get my jelly filled donut. <laughs> Nothing gets a jelly filled donut. donut. And then of course the I'll use my trusty frying pan as an umbrella. <laughs> I'll use my frying pan as a frying pan. Um, I will say there's one that I watched that oh my goodness, four kids absolutely murdered that series. Um, Tokyo Mew Mew, which was a magical girl show. The, okay, so the main character, she's Mew Mew Ichigo, which is Ichigo is Strawberry, and right? So, and and so, her name's supposed to be uh, Ichigo. And like all the characters are named yeah, after like food and for a maid sweets. cafe and whatnot. And then they change her name to Zoe, and the four kids. And then, okay, so the guy's name, the guy's name gets changed to Mark. And I can't. Is he the one that's named Keish? No, 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 no. Um, Keish's name gets just, Keish is like the only one whose name actually survives. <laughs> because they weren't sure what was going on there. It's like, weird way of spelling Keith, maybe? <laughs> Question mark. I love just seeing all the name changes from like the four kids dubs because like Sailor Moon's name is Usagi, which is like rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. Um, like bunny, rabbit, like cute name, normal name, typical. And then they call her Serena in the English voice actor. <laughs> and I'm just so interested where Serena comes from. I like I wanna go into the minds of these people who changed their names. I'm like, what are you thinking? Hey, some dubbing companies, I am fully convinced, are just people who really want to write fanfiction. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of fanfiction dubs 
a bridge series. How do we feel about those? I love, <laughs> I love a bridge series. They're also called fandoms. Um, hilarious. My personal favorite one of all time is the free fandom or a bridge yes. series called 50% Off. Yes. It takes all the characters and like, okay, what if we push them to the extreme or we make like a reverse of their character? And there's just <laughs> so many good quotes in that show. Um, Haru, get out of the pool. Nah, that boy's brain is what a log. <laughs> I watched that whole thing when you sent it to me just in one night. <laughs> And I still don't know what the show is about. The show is about swimming. It's it about really high schoolers cool. swimming. And that's it. And it's kind of boring and it's kind of mid. But the fandom, <laughs> if anything, watch the fandom and you'll get more out of the story than watching the original. Um, that's, oh, caveat here. The Haikyuu dub, the dub of Haikyuu, um, it feels like it's a fandom at the, with the level of how just silly it is. It seriously feels like it was done by fans um, instead. The Ghost Stories fandom, yes. where basically Ghost Stories flopped in Japan and they sent it over. They're like, I mean, it flopped. We're not making much money. Do what you feel like. And they just made it like an adult cartoon <laughs> dub. That was so wonderfully <laughs> terrible. It's official that. too. Yeah. It's hilarious. But, <laughs> on the topic of fan-made things, beyond even fan-made dubs, how do we feel about fan-made animations or full series? So, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a full fan-made anime. Like, I've seen plenty of, like, clips or, like, just fans on YouTube making animations or AMVs and stuff. I guess, um, yeah, I don't think I've seen... Uh, any like major fan-made stuffs and that's probably because they're not getting paid and it takes a long time to make a show so so bring in the topic you would like to bring in bacon flavored soda okay so recently there was announced a uh, fan-made berserk anime and they're making it not to conflict with any of the old ones that were canceled or just failed for various reasons but it's actually going to take place before them and it, within the actual canon. So it, it's something you could actually watch back to back. There are some problems, though. Very um, interesting. Because everybody was talking about how excited they were. And at that point, I had already gotten my home, hopes up and dashed when they were teasing something. And it turned out to just be an extended TV show version of the bad anime movies uh, for Berserk on, that were on Netflix, just releasing on Blu-ray. Which, yeah, I remember yeah. the new Berserk stuff coming out in like the 2010s, and it's just like 3D animation. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it just wasn't very good. Like, yep. I have full faith that the Berserk story is very good, mm -hmm. um, but with that animation, I don't know if I could trust it. The worst part is, that's not even the one I was talking about. Okay. There are two different bad ones oh, that boy. came out in that period. But <sighs> we could, I talk all day about that. The point is, uh, I, I was already skeptical, so I looked into the group that was doing it, and they still have not finished or even released anything for the last series they said they were going to make, which is an adaptation of a questionable uh, fanfiction alternate ending to Attack on Titan. 
To be fair, uh, from what I've heard, Attack on Titan doesn't have the best gist of endings. Yes. Doesn't the anime fix it, I think? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Think. It's not even finished yet. They're on, like, the final season mm-hmm. part, part something. Seven. Yeah. At that point. Seven parts. Yeah. The final season. <laughs> and maybe. Yeah. So, like, maybe. initially I was like, oh, maybe. But, yeah, apparently the fan fiction is equally awful and just cuts out some characters and stuff like that. So, hey, we'll see. I hope it's good. I don't have faith. Mm. Uh, is there any up-and-coming anime you're w- expecting or, like, waiting on? So, I just watched the Scott Pilgrim anime, and I loved it. The animation is god-tier. I love Science Saru. If you don't know anything by Science Saru, I already talked about the Tatami Galaxy, but they also did Devilman Crybaby and Inuo, which are all great. And you should definitely watch Inuo. Uh, it's pretty short, and it's glorious, and you the music is amazing. They also did Ride Your Wave and Lou Over the Wall. Yes, and they did the series Keep Your Hands Off the Ezekin, which is very fun. Yeah. You just like little gremlins being little gremlins. <laughs> the main anime I'm looking forward to right now is the Uzumaki adaptation. Ooh, yes, I... yes, 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 on uh, Adult Swim. Yeah. It looks, it looks really good. Um, I'm glad they went for the black and white style um, of Junji Ito's because I feel like if you're not going to adapt his coloring style, definitely adapt his black and white style. And I yeah. feel like that's kind of what sets his other like anime adaptations like so far apart from the manga mm-hmm. is that they don't adapt his like colored pencil style coloring mm-hmm. and they don't really adapt his line work quality either. Yeah, like that type of like black and white like style for like the actual anime adaptation as well is something I really liked and I hope it's good and that it takes off so we can get more like it because I don't think it would work for everything but mm-hmm. there, there are definitely some things that would do better with color but there are plenty of things out there especially by him uh, Kakara um, Mira other especially like horror just in general yeah, horror, horror manga in general. or like styles that aren't like very typically anime like mm-hmm. Asumiko Nakamura she does uh, she's written Dokusei Utsubora. Dokusei is the only one that's gotten um, an anime adaptation, and I think they they adapted her art style very well because they use very loose lines and watercolor. But like for her other works that are a little bit more adult and mature, I like Jane Osubate. If they ever make an adaptation of that, which I don't know if they will, um, or Utsubora. Uh, I definitely think they should go with the black and white, like, loose, very, um, uh, like, fashion sketch almost, where Mm -hmm. it's very long legs, long limbs, small head, but very, like, focused on certain details, like Mm -hmm. the hair or the eyes or the Mm -hmm. clothes they wear. And you know that that is possible because um, the Nana adaptation did that because mm-hmm. they kept I I haven't watched it but I've seen the style and the style fits the books like perfectly mm-hmm. I really want to watch the Nana anime um and then also with like Magi the Magi series anime they were a or a one pictures was like really great with getting the style of Shinobu Taka's work mm-hmm. I've They're, also started to recently see stop motion anime. I know. Which is interesting. Ooh, wait. Um, so that's really interesting because a lot of animated stuff started out stop motion, especially in Japan, like mm-hmm. before anime really hit off with like Astro Boy. Japan was uh, like sort of an outsource company for like Rankin Bass for doing stop motion. So 
It's coming full circle. So it's what, what's been stop motion animated? I mean, I think the most mainstream thing that's like been announced recently would be Pokemon's doing a series with it. Oh. Yeah, and the yes. stars had that clip in the intro that's... Yes, they did. Stop motion. Or, well, I... Yeah, is that the intro? I or think it's that, the intro. That's the outro. I think. It's one of them where they're dancing. Yeah. Um, but there's some anime that I think definitely needed the glow up from just like regular animation, like Mob yes. Psycho and One Punch Man. One Punch Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> its ugliness makes it beautiful, but the anime really just looked at it and was like, we can fix you. <laughs> Have you seen the one where, I, I forgot which panel it was, but like he's someone like is challenging him to a fight. He's like, okay. And then it's a shot of him far away, and then a shot of him close up, and it's just terrible line art. Like, it's the worst. It looks like yes, he yes. was just drawn in with, like, a wiggly sharpie, while everything else is perfectly based. And then he just yes. throws one punch. Like, that's the whole thing. And I it's love, beautiful. I love, the, I love that author. I so love much. also the Mob Psycho author, because Mob is just, like, a kid with a bolt cut, so, like, any illustration of Mob is just, like, a smiley face with the bolt cut, and it's like, oh, Mob... <laughs> I really think, like, Assassination Classroom would have benefited from something like that. Like, let it be messy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, another, MAPA. MAPA has, or at least with Jujutsu Kaisen, they have definitely changed some character designs around to be um, a bit more attractive. Uh, like <laughs> uh, Megumi's dad. Yeah, Toji. Um... <laughs> Nanamine has been changed. They gave him more muscle. <laughs> he wasn't a skinny dude either. Yeah. They just bulked this man up. Also, MAPPA's on top of the game with the 3D animation. Um, yeah. The, um, MAPPA's the one doing Chainsaw Man, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So They're doing Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man's like mostly 3D for its fight scenes, and that looks really smooth. From the one cliff we've seen from Mappa doing the Yuri on Ice movie, Ice Adolescence, it's 3D for the skating, which looks that good. That great. Um, I don't know. Can't wait to watch the though. movie in seven more years. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, Mappa has changed. Er, the most notable has been with Mahito in, in that people don't like Mahito, but apparently someone at Mappa does. <laughs> He's the silver-haired one that Yuji and Nanamine beat up. Oh, Handman! Yes, Handman. Hand <laughs> hand <laughs> Listen, I can just only think of that one scene where all the hands are coming out and it looks like the animators are flexing. Like, alright, alright, you can yeah. draw hands <laughs> down. Yeah, um, but back to the point, so I'm expecting, or I'm waiting for two, which is the solo leveling anime. And then in the summer, the Mononoke uh, movie, mm -hmm. because I really like Mononoke's style. It's such a interesting one, and also just the way it's portrayed. But and another thing that's coming out soon, uh, The Boy and His Heron, which I can tell you right now is a movie I will be watching in the dub, because you cannot get me to not watch Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in a Miyazaki movie. I need that. Incredible. Um, who was it that they got to voice Calcifer? It was like a... It was a comedian type. Uh, I don't remember. But that's happened before. Mm -hmm. um, and we got Calcifer and we got Howl out of it. So, you know. Yeah. Mava, 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 mava. 
Um, yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> to see Boy and Heron. I haven't watched any trailers uh, because I just want to go in blind, which mm-hmm. is basically what I did for Inu O. I watched like one trailer, but I didn't understand anything that was going on. <laughs> um, and then I just got thrust into this rock opera in feudal Japan. I was like, mmm, delicious. Yes, I have not watched any trailers yet either. We're just going on um, Pasta's birthday to go watch it. Yeah. Bacon soda, do you want to come? Do you want to come watch The Boy and His Heron? I will watch The Boy and His Heron with you. Incredible. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, folks. Uh, Thank you for joining us on our amazing anime adventure. Um, I hope this podcast helped fill your dark soul with light. (laughs) No! (laughs) Emo! And maybe you got some recommendations out of it. (laughs) Sayonara!